from the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas. I'm Christopher Calloway, your host of Creator Talks. Normally I'm excited about a three-day weekend, but during the COVID-19 pandemic, and many of us not straying far from home or going on vacation, I thought this would be a good day to have a bonus episode of Creator Talks and go to Spain for an interview with artist Benito Gallego. Now, who is Benito Gallego? Maybe you haven't heard of him. You may have seen his work. You see, Benito is a big fan of John Buscema's artwork. Conan, Tarzan, many of the books that he worked on back in the Silver Age and Bronze Age of Marvel Comics. Well, Benito has a style very much like John Buscema. In fact, you'd swear it was John Buscema. And Benito has worked on such titles as Apama, the Undiscovered Animal. He's also made contributions to The Creeps, The Life of Bob Marley. And he's also working on a Tarzan strip, which is written by Roy Thomas. In fact, Roy gave him one of his first professional jobs in comics, and we're going to learn about that job and what legendary creator who has been on this show encouraged Benito to get into comics and try to get work through Marvel. But Marvel hasn't done a whole lot with Benito's work. Why? We're going to find out. And his reason why may surprise you. Also, learn what was the one that got away from Benito, the project that he really wanted to work on that just didn't pan out. Now, this is not a very long interview. This is a bonus interview, so I will have one out this Thursday according to the show's regular schedule of every other Thursday. Right now, let's join my guest Benito Gallego from Spain, here now on Creator Talks. Benito, welcome to Creator Talks. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm happy to hear. I have a question for you. I'm just wondering how you're making out during the pandemic. I know here we've been in lockdown and we're just starting to open up as we're having this interview in the past week or so. We've started to release some of the restrictions. How are you making out with you and your family there? Um, well, uh, we've been 60 days since we began the, the lockdown. Um, at, at the beginning, the first days were really tough. Uh, we thought we will, wouldn't be able to make it, but... You know, after some days and weeks, we are okay. I used to have to spend a lot of time at home anyway, so it's there's not much a difference for me. Has anything really changed for you in terms of your work? Are you catching up on things like reading or watching things on TV, or are you still just really hunkered down doing your work? I'm working as usual because I don't have uh, more free time than before. Mm-hmm. I'm spending time... Uh, doing the the things, the commission gigs and the work that I have to make in my schedule. And I don't have really much time to read or watch TV, you know? I know. I understand. It's the same for me. It has not been a vacation at all. It's work still goes on. Even if it's from home, still working, doesn't make any difference. I work at home, so there's no difference between the before and after the pandemic. The, the work is just the same. Don't have time to get bored. No, absolutely not. Let's talk about work then, uh, your art style. First of all, it's one of the things that caught my eye, and I just was amazed by it. And I was so looking forward to speaking with you about it, because I've been reading comics for a long time. And I also read magazines like The Creeps, and I saw your work, and it just reminded me so much of John and Sal Buscema's influence. And you seem like a rather young guy to be influenced by the old school illustrators like that. And I know you've been reading comics and drawing like mm-hmm. all your life. 
since you were little, yeah. you've been doing it. When did you discover the Busima's work, and how did that influence you? I know his work, uh, even from a very, very young age, and I discovered the the Conan comics and the superhero work he did. Maybe I was six or seven years old, so I always thought that he was the best in the business. I want to draw as best as possible. I, I should have to match his style or doing try to do a, as good as he did. I'm not so much a, a follower or fan of his brothers. I think Sal is a great artist, but mm-hmm. John is like a god for me, you know, best artist ever, probably. Now, part of your training you went to the Faculty of Fine Arts, so you worked there, and you were drawing nude models. Do you think that that helped you with your study of anatomy? Do you think it really helped to improve the way your art looked? Because I mm-hmm. find that it's a very natural look, very realistic look. Even the way you draw clothing, mm-hmm. it, it hangs like mm-hmm. clothing. It's not skin tight. So how did that help you? Do you think that really did influence how you developed your art style? At the faculty, yes, it helped a lot. Not only for drawing, also, but to know anatomy and perspective. And also to understand what is art about. To understand different kinds of styles of art. I spend lots of hours in the library, in the faculty, and... I studied lots of artists from many different ages and styles, and yes, it was a good uh, way of uh, making a career in understanding comics and understanding art. Now, you did a lot of work for fanzies and pinups and so forth, and then at one point, you decided, you know, I'm going to get serious about doing art and comics, and you met Neil Adams in Spain at a convention. And he said some really wonderful things for the first time he saw your work. Do you recount that meeting with Neil Adams? What was your impression of him? A very kind gentleman. and He seemed uh, very uh, amazed with what I was showing to him. This is just uh, like John Buscema. You must do show this tomorrow. And he repeated once and again that I should show this to Marvel, my, my work, because uh, he thought they, they, will, they probably want someone who who draw like John Buscema, and he said I should be working for them. And yes, it was a very interesting meeting with Neil. And you reached out to the great Roy Thomas. To me, Roy is second Mm -hmm. only to Stan Lee in terms of writing for Marvel because I was a big fan, still am a big fan of Stan's work, and of course Mm -hmm. Roy's. And that led to your first professional assignment on Anthem through Heroic Publishing, Mm -hmm. which I read all of those. And it's about, you did this about 2006, 2007. It's about World War II superheroes. And I'm a big Invaders fan, so that was right in my wheelhouse. And it was originally published, the book itself, the first few issues in Dude Comics in Spain way back in 2000. So you came in, issues four and five. And what did Roy say to you when you reached out to him about working on the book? Uh, I just found Roy's email in a, in a magazine, so I said, why don't, why don't write to Roy, because I have his email. So I thought I could send him some samples, and he wrote back to me and said that his wife had seen my email, and she said that he had to see what I was doing, and he thought it was a great work, and put me in contact with uh, the people from Heroic Publishing, and we started with a, a series called uh, Champions, which I made only one story for them. And then we did uh, the Anthem, two issues. And there's one more that is already penciled. 
but uh, we cannot finish it. I'm still uh, waiting for Dennis Maroni, who is the publisher, to tell me if some days this is going to be finished or not. I don't know, really. Yes, I've seen the pencils on the page. They're trying to raise money. The publisher's trying to raise money to get the yes. book printed and finished. So uh, hopefully someday we can see that. And I will put a link to I that. Uh, in the show notes that people can see where to go to find out how to contribute to get that book published. But you've done other work since then, other work for Marvel and DC. And uh, one of the ones I just really like was uh, with Carrie Bates. You did a DC retro of The Flash. And even though you're a big fan of John's, Sal actually inked your work on that DC retro mm -hmm. flash. Did you have any discussions with Sal or any exchanges when you did that work? Yes, we changed a couple of emails. He said he liked my art very much. Also, he said that well, he hoped that he wouldn't ruin my pencils, which is just funny because he's such a great artist and anchor. And I think he, he did a great work ink in those pages. You worked with some others too, Paul Kupperberg and Brian Azzarello. Did you have any mm -hmm. discussions with them when you were working with them? And did they have any feedback or advice for you? Not too much. With Paul Kupperberg, I just made one sample page. He wanted to make a comic about a character who's a boy, a superhero boy or something like that. I made a sample and then didn't go beyond. And with uh, Azzarello, uh, I made a comic, a short story to promote a book from a writer called Joseph Finder. And I only heard from him that he liked my art very much, but I didn't speak with him. I'm surprised that Marvel has not reached out to you more, or DC, to do more work. And I don't know if it's just the audience that they're trying to appeal to, or just the way, the style that they use. Do you have any idea why you're not doing more work for Marvel? Yes, I think they are looking for a certain style that is not what we call classic style, like John Buscemba used to do in the 70s and 80s. I think the main problem is that my style doesn't fit what they think they, they have to polish these days. I would love to work with them, but I don't think it's, it's possible. Yeah, that's unfortunate because it's fantastic art and there's always an audience that's interested in that you know people like me people who have been reading comics mm. for years of course they want to appeal to new readers and new audiences as they should comics are for everyone i think there's a place and there certainly would be more demand for it among older readers anyway who recall the style of john that would want to read some of your work and it's just good art i mean it's just really really good for example another piece that you did that is on my to-read list. Another piece you did was The Life of Bob Marley, and yeah. it was written by Jim McCarthy, and it's through Omnibus Press, and it came out in 2017. Did you also color that book digitally? Yes, I colored and even I lettered it. It looks incredible. That's probably the work I'm most proud of to this day. I really like how it came out. I made a lot of the research about Bob Marley, and I think it came out very well. There was a small format with two or three panels per page, and I think that is great for the illustration. To have a less number of panels for a per page, that's perfect to make a good work. Now, did you do everything with the coloring from start to finish? I know some people use a flattener to do the initial colors, and then someone comes in and, who's a colorist and does the finished work. Did you do everything on that? Yes, I do everything in flat colors included, yes. I do, I do everything. I do the flat colors, and then I finish the coloring, and then the lettering in the, in the Bob Marley book. Also, in the Tarzan strips, I do the color and lettering. 
how about your choice of color for that book, the Bob Marley book? How did you go about deciding what palette to use for that? Yeah, they told me they wanted a deadly palette. So that was uh, their choice and that came out pretty, pretty well. And in fact, I think it's more difficult when you do bright color than when you do grayish color because you're going to make mistakes because they're more evident when you work with very bright and vibrant colors. So it was a bit difficult, but the, the outcome was very good, I think. And another of your works that also involves color, besides the black and white work that you do, was Tarzan. This is one of the things I'm into now reading. I kind of get a craving for something, a hunger for a certain kind of work. And I've been reading a lot of Tarzan lately. And I had read the original series that was done through Marvel when John Buscema did the art. And I believe Roy did the writing. And now you teamed up with Roy to work on Edgar Rice Burroughs' Tarzan. That's fantastic. How did that conversation go where you received that assignment? Because you were picking up for, I believe, Tom Grinberg. Yes, Tom Grinberg decided to leave the series because of the low pay. And Roy Thomas wanted to find a replacement and he thought about me. And he sent me a message telling me that I could resume the series if I was interested in. And yes, of course, Tarzan is a great character to draw. Along with Conan, uh, they're probably my two favorite characters ever. I said immediately that, yes, I wanted to do this. Are you still currently working on that strip? Yes, I'm doing, but I'm working at a very low pace because the payment is very low, so I devote many much time to do this. I usually make a strip per month, so it's a very low output. Has that ever been collected as a book? Right now, I think it's just on a particular website for Edgar Rice Burroughs' work. And it's through subscription that you can read the content there. Has that work ever been collected? I've been told it is going to be, but I, honestly, I don't know when or if it is going to happen. You tell me that uh, probably Dark Horse will publish it in, in the volumes, but I don't know. I guess it all comes down to money. <laughs> yes, like always. And you mentioned Conan, another one of my favorites. And you've done some work on Conan. You did the Hyborian Age of Conan back in uh, Barzoom magazine. Uh, lately, I have done uh, three cover illustrations for a, a book called Barbarian Life, written by Roy Thomas. The third one, is, I have just finished. The two first volumes are already available. You can purchase them through Amazon. My main work with Conan was a long time ago. Fun art more than any other thing. One of the things that you're currently working on, I believe, still, is Apama, the Undiscovered Animal. And I know that began mm -hmm. as a Kickstarter. I picked up the trades. And again, it was just the art that drew me in. That's when I first mm -hmm. discovered your work. And how did you hook up with Ted Sikora to do the art on that one? He put a note, an announcement, asking for artists to make a comic book series about a character from a movie that he had shot. Um, it seems that there were more than a hundred people, artists, answering to the, to the advertisement. He liked my style and he picked me up to do the series. That was in 2010, I think. And lately, the, the series are not going on. I don't know if they are going to continue because the story is left unfinished. But I don't think uh, there's much interest in finishing the series. I think they are focusing on other characters they are working on right now. So I don't know if Apama is going to continue or is, is ending. Yeah, I know they had it out in trade and then they started publishing the issues individually and then they added another character, Tap Dance Killer. And I hadn't seen anything since. So it's a tough market. There are just so many comics that get a lot of marketing. But at least 
for now, you are working on the creeps. I mean, you have stories in there, more than one story, almost every single issue. Yes. But also, this is a, a lot of work. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do much collaborations. I, I hope to collaborate in one issue or another from time to time. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to publish in, in all issues from now on. It's half a lot of work, you know. Uh, I'm going to probably start another strip for the Edgar Rice Burroughs comic website. But in June, I don't know if still I can say more because I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm going to be very busy uh, the following months. Yeah, so besides the Edgar Rice Burroughs strip, what else do you have that you're working on if you're going to be pulling back on your production of work for the creeps? I already started working on a three issues miniseries about a Mexican superhero whose name I still can't say. And I'm going to do everything from pencils to colors. I still can't uh, tell much more about this project, but it's oh, okay. uh, something very interesting to do. Do you have a second job at all, or doing any kind of graphic design work? No, uh, these days I'm only I'm focusing in comic and illustration. And all the time I'm illustrating or making comics. 100% now is all devoted to making yes, comics and art. Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, I certainly look forward to more of your work. Is there any place we can follow you or look for announcements about what you'll be working on? I have a professional page in Facebook where you can see regularly what I'm doing, what is going to be published, or what I'm working on. You can reach out by Benito Gallego Art in Facebook. You can see lots of samples and news and what I'm making these days. Very good. If you have some time now, I'll ask you the fun questions I ask all my guests. Okay. I call it Kicking Back with the Creator, Q&A. Uh, so what do you like to do for recreation? like to go to the cinema. My wife, daughter, and me, we used to go to the cinema once a week when we go out of the house. I like very much to swim, hanging with friends. Now, thinking back, what was your favorite birthday? The one that really stands out in your mind. What was special about that birthday? To be true, I don't remember a special birthday. Every birthday when I was a child was fantastic. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you are older, you don't like them so much. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a child until 18, 19, it was great to have a birthday. But now I don't look towards my birthday. For your children, do you plan any special birthdays? Do you celebrate in any special way? Yeah, well, I invited my cousins and friends and they came home and we had a, a small party, nothing special. Now, when you were growing up, do you remember what posters or pictures that you had on your bedroom wall? Oh, yes. I had a big Bruce Lee poster on the end of the Dragon movie. Oh, yeah. I also had uh, Fran Frazetta's Dead Dealer hanging in, in the wall. That's good ones, yeah. I like Enter the Dragon. I have a copy of that. It's a great movie. Yes, I was a great big fan of Bruce Lee. If you were stuck on a deserted island and you could only have one book to read for fun, for pleasure, what's the one book or set of books that you want to have with you to read? I don't like to reread, so I have to try something that I have never read before. Maybe I... Some big novel like War and Peace or something like that, mm. or Brothers Karamazov, something that that has a lot of text and I can be entertained for a long time. Maybe War and Peace is a choice I haven't read it yet. I haven't read that either. <laughs> I'd have to be on the island for a long time, I think, <laughs> to get to that one. I read Brothers Karamazov, and it was a great book, and also Crime and Punishment, I really like them. So maybe this one. Here's another hypothetical question. If a company were to make an action figure of you, what would be your accessory or accessories that comes with the action figure? Probably a sword or a whip. I love whips. They are so cool, you know. 
they make this noise when you yeah <laughs> when they fight with them. So we were like uh, Indiana Jones or something like that. Yes, I think that would, would be cool. Okay. <laughs> now, when you're relaxing, what is your beverage of choice? Uh, when I was younger, I used to to drink uh, strong drinks like whiskey or rum. Now uh, I usually take beer, or I also take a lot of tea. Uh, tea, any kind of infusion, so I could go from beer to tea. Tell me if you recall the one that got away. In other words, was there a project that you really wanted to work on that just didn't work out, just didn't for whatever reason, and you kind of wished it did? I made three sample pages for Kurt Busiek for a Dracula series. They said they like they like the art very much, but it wasn't the style they were looking for. But um, that would have been something that I would have loved to do, the Dracula series. It was uh, based on the vampire myth, but also in the historical character. Mm -hmm. So that would have been really good. Yeah, it wasn't the style they were looking for. Wow. The amount of detail that I was willing to put in the drawings, but that wasn't the style that they were looking for. Okay, so that... They wouldn't have loved to do that. Well, if people do want to see your drawings of vampires, they can read the Creeps magazine because there you have several stories of vampires in them. So I like about the Creeps that there are many possibilities, many genres. It's horror, but you can do historical, you can do actual, many, many things in the jungle. And I even made a machiste story, which I really loved to. I wish they made a series of Magistia and I could draw them. It's like Conan with uh, short hair, you know? And that, that was uh, a good job. I'd love to do that. Yes, that was uh, written by Don Clute. He wrote a couple of those, I believe. He did then, and he, he wrote a couple more stories, but uh, they, those weren't illustrated. He only, he only made them because he loved to do this and showed them to me, and I wish they could uh, someday. They can be done and published. I hope so. I know he's got a large body of work that he's already written, and they're assigning artists to the work at The Creeps. And, and same thing for Nick Cuddy. I know you've illustrated some of his work, too. I don't know how much more of his stuff they have available since he passed away a few months ago, but I know, I know there's a bit of a catalog of it. So whatever you're able to do before you move on to the next assignment, it'd be great to see. My final question is, what was one book that you read that changed the way you think, that really made an impression on you? I remember by Eric Fromm, The Fear of Freedom, that I read while I was in the faculty. That made me think a lot at that age. Probably if I read it today, I wouldn't impress me so much. But in that time, uh, The Fear of Freedom by Eric Fromm made me think a lot and realize a lot of things about psychology of the mind, you know? So I would say that. Have you read it? No, I have not read that one. Very interesting. I guess that'll be one of my island books I'll have to get to. One of them. Yes, I have, I have many books I have to get to. <laughs> well, Benito, it's been a pleasure talking with you, and I appreciate you coming on the show. I thank you very much. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to uh, more of your work down the road. Thank you so much. I, for one, really do hope we see more of Benito's work. I can't believe he cannot get more assignments through Marvel and DC. I mean, he's really suited for the retro look books from the Bronze Age of comics. And every once in a while, Marvel and DC does a throwback story harkening back to the Bronze Age. And this is one of the artists that they need to tap to do those stories. And there's an audience for him, so every once in a while, as a special 
they really need to tap him. And I cannot believe and I'm so disappointed that he could have done a book with Kurt Busiek about Dracula, both the horror character and the historical character. Man, I would have loved to have seen that. Maybe someday if there's a big enough demand for it. For now, I will put a link in the show notes for the Edgar Rice Burroughs website so you can go check out his new adventures of Tarzan written by Roy Thomas. And hopefully someday that will be collected in a trade by a publisher like Dark Horse. I will be back this Thursday with a brand new interview. Meanwhile, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Creator Talks Pod. That's at Creator Talks Pod, where I also post my Saturday and Sunday Silver Age, Bronze Age, and Copper Age comics from my collection. If you want to send me a note, the best way to reach me is through an email. You can send it to creatortalks at gmail.com. That's creatortalks at gmail.com. Of course, you already know the show is available on all platforms. You found it. You're listening to it. So there it is. And please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to helping the show show up in search results. And please tell a friend. Share the episode, one that you liked in particular. I hope you're enjoying getting through your backlog of comics and trade paperbacks like I have. But still, I cannot wait until new comic books come out again. There's so many that I've been waiting to read that are on my list that are going to come out eventually. Keeping track of when, though, has been crazy because the dates keep changing. Ah, well, they'll be out soon. For Creator Talks, this has been your host, Christopher Calloway. Until next time. (laughs) 